Welcome to Bite Size Dental Marketing. Today I have Jason Hyatt. Jason's been at Crossroads Tax Advisors since 2022. You're Director of Business Development. I know on the pre-show you talked about your dad being a dentist. I would love to hear your journey through dentistry. Yes, so my dad was a dentist in the Kansas City, Missouri area for over 40 years. And you know, I'd like to think he was very successful. His retirement certainly shows that he had some success. Um, he's enjoying that now out in Arizona. Uh, but, you know, just being around it, um, it's, it, I thought about going into it when I went into college, didn't really like the biology too much. And so ended up eventually getting into education and, and then some coaching of swimming, which I did through college. Uh, well, I, I'm sorry, I, I was a college swimmer and then, you know, did that high school coaching and then got into college coaching. And then I'm out of that now. And, you know, Chris Quadros, who's the owner and head CPA at uh, Crossroads, he and I had known each other. My youngest and his oldest are good friends and on the same swim team. And so we talked and with my background in dentistry and sales, selling programs and things like that uh, and recruiting, then he felt like it was a good match. And here we are almost two years later in the in the journey with crossroads and the getting back into the dental world and i've enjoyed almost every moment of it <laughs> nice now when you were growing up and your dad being the dentist is there a specific memory you have of like going to work with him or him discussing a patient or like like what's your most vivid memory of your dad and the dentistry yeah so a couple of them if that's okay yeah Every night he would come home while dinner was getting cooked, get, you know, getting cooked. He'd, you know, kind of decompress, but he would always have a dental magazine. And then <clears throat> there were a couple different occasions where, you know, my mom was gone with my two older sisters and an emergency came up. And so we'd go into the office. And then the other one was I was a guinea pig for the orthodontist who was his, who was our neighbor and one of his really good friends. And so I remember get, having all of these different things done to my mouth and stretched and pulled and pushed every different direction you can uh, by, by Dr. Elrod. And uh, I think part of that was because of I was Stan Height's son. So <laughs> those, are, those are a few of my memories of all of that. When you look at his, the challenges he had, how does it sort of relate to the challenges you see dentists having today? Some of the challenges may be insurance you know, insurance was very different back then. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, and I hope it's okay to say that was one of the reasons he got out of dentistry after his 40 plus years. And he still is a, he still stays active. I mean, he keeps his CEs up and loves to do volunteer uh, work. You know, he goes to the Hope House, things like that. When he travels back home, he'll come in and be an associate for a friend in the Kansas City area for maybe a day or two. He's trying to connect with some people out in Arizona now. And I'm actually, it's kind of funny because now I'm kind of helping him get connected with people. Uh, so, but yeah, it uh, remind me of the question there. I, I digressed. Um, oh, no, just the challenges he faced. Yeah, out the of the capacity. Yeah. So yeah. I think insurance was one. You know, I, I can remember being a stressful time when the AIDS, uh, HIV uh, pandemic happened. I, I guess if that's the right word to mm -hmm. use. Mm -hmm. Uh, the unknowns of that, I remember that being a stressful time in the 80s. And, you know, I think that he never really had to experience the the shortage of hygienists. Uh, he hasn't had to, he never really had to deal with that. He never had a problem keeping them employed or 
losing them and not being able to hire back. So mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think of some of the other challenges. You know, he seemed to do pretty well uh, in the Kansas City area. He was well plugged into UMKC Dental School, uh, the American nice. Dental Association, you know, the Greater Kansas City Dental Society. And so, you know, I think he always did a good job of staying on top of things. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that he fell victim to some of those things, but I know there were challenges. Definitely. I would say that that medical one was probably the one that stood out the most to me. That's so well, you know, I was very young in, in that time of my life, but I can remember it talked about on the news every single night, Mm -hmm. just the, the AIDS epidemic. And yeah, I don't, I, again, I don't know the the nomenclature to use, you know, medically to describe it. It was so powerful. Yeah. Now, I mean, that, that's so great. It, going through that journey has to prepare you to talk to Dennis today about the things that Crossroads does. I'd love to hear. So kind of what you guys do and then a little bit about like, what's an ideal client for you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great questions. I think what our goal ultimately is to do is to keep dentists chair side and help them enjoy, you know, the fruits of their labor. So by how we do that is we are a full service bookkeeping, accounting, tax strategy, you know, CPA firm. We do specialize in dentistry. However, we do uh, work with some other private health care. We have a, you know, we have a couple vets and chiropractor and, you know, some things like that as well. But really what our goal is to do is to have constant communication with our clients. And then we also provide them through that bank reconciliation. We're going to provide them a monthly P&L. And that's really going to help drive discussions and decisions on you know what to do next to help them reach their goals. We do, like I said, pride ourselves on that communication piece. And so, you know, they all have Chris's cell phone number. A lot of them have mine. And, you know, we'll be sitting here in the office and he'll get a, you know, be working on something. He'll get a text from one of our clients and it's just a little question. And, you know, and, and we're able to just, whether it be a question about, you know, something, should I do this build out? Can you connect me with somebody in marketing? You know, whatever it may be, we just try to be a trusted advisor to all our clients. Uh, we really do value that relationship piece with our clients and knowing what they really want to achieve. Now, when when clients come on board, what what typically is their journey? Like, like how do you get integrated with them? How do you get your arms around? And, and are you handling both the personal and the business? Talk yes. me through that initial journey. Yeah, so when a... Yeah, let's just say somebody came to you and said, hey, I'm looking for a CPA. Do you know anybody in the dental industry? You'd send them to me. They'd have to, I'd be their first stop. And I'm going to, I'm going to set up a 30 minute call with them and just have that conversation about, you know, some of it is the, you know, tell me, do you own your business? Tell me a little bit about your practice, but it's also the whys, you know, why is your process this way? You know, do you, you know, with your invoices, do you, you know, collect them in their paper and then you keep them in an accordion file? Mm-hmm. You know, we're completely digital here at Crossroads and we pride ourselves on that. And so, you know, it's finding out why they do their process and if they're open to a different process. Mm-hmm. And because ours is different from that, it is going to be, you know, we are going to take pictures and, you know, scan things in and put things through emails and make it very streamlined. And, you know, it just allows, it allows you to be able to track all that information just much, you know, much easier, much safer than putting it in that accordion file that could get water damage or fire damage or 
the black ink rubs off, you know, and you can no longer read that receipt mm. or that invoice. So we try to keep it simple and then keeping track of what industry standards are. How much money do you spend on marketing? What should your mm. overhead be? And if the overhead's too high, we, we try to find ways to drive it down. So it's just trying to be a constant help to them. Now, what are their big objections? Like, like typically what are the objections they have or, or what's the, the blocking point for them to join Crossroads? Because for us, I think it comes down to three, you know, for marketing. Number one, I think they've, I think sometimes people say I've never done marketing, but they have eight sponsorships and they're on two billboards and they have a website and they think of marketing as the $600 on the website, not the other things. You know, yes. do it. so, so I, I think there's like almost a price shock of, mm -hmm. oh, wow, you guys are, you know, 3% of collections or whatever the number is. Yes. I spent $600 on marketing. Well, you, you actually spend near 3%, but it's, it's spent pretty poorly. I think the second one is just poor cultural fits. Like, like they want to know how much we pay our SEO person. And I'm like, Hey, you're, you're paying me for an outcome, not an hour. Like you're not. You're not buying an hour of time. You're buying a good product in marketing. And, you know, there's there's the dentist that wants to know exactly how everything's built. I said, this is kind of like someone coming in and saying, how much is the block of crown? How, how much is the block of ceramic for your crown? Yes. Well, that's not the indicative of the price, the actual, you know, $1,300, yeah. dollars Like, I'm paying for the for the craftsmanship and, and the thing. But we have some that are like, how much does that, how much does that block of ceramic cost? Not for me. I think the third is there's advertising and there's marketing and there's branding and they're coming in wanting a specific one, not understanding, you know, that, that the three tie together, you know, so we've kind of bucketed our chief, you know, reasons that people may not go with us and that what is it on the crossroads tax side? Yeah. Cost is a lot of times difficult. You know, sometimes they've come from a a CPA who maybe doesn't specialize in the dental world. So they don't know as much about it as we do. Mm. And so that can be a little bit of a sticker shock. I think sometimes it is some people like to do their own books and because they want to have their hands in them and they don't want to give them up. That's not the right kind of client for us. I think that was a question you asked earlier is what's, yeah. what's an ideal client. And, and that would be one thing is we want to be the ones doing your books you, you take care of what you went to school to take care of. Let us take care of what we went to school to take care of. And then, you know, some people don't necessarily want all the communication. They want the, the basics and they want somebody to prepare their taxes and they don't, they want to do their, all their own advising. And well, I'll figure out if this is the right time to do a build out. I'll figure out if I need to connect with a marketing person. I'll figure out you know, whatever it may be. And so I think that's, a, that's another one is just people wanting and, and being okay, giving up a little bit of control um, mm -hmm. in the, mm -hmm. you know, in the game. So I, those are the two biggest ones that I've run across. You know, there are other little ones that, you know, they, that we've run into a couple times that, you know, we are located in Indianapolis. We have clients across 30 different States. We've also run across, well, well I, I don't want to meet you on virtually I want to meet you in person. And so if they're out in California, they're going to say, there's just no way this can work because you guys are three hours, you know, behind or ahead of us mm -hmm. in time. And so if I want to meet at five o'clock, that's eight o'clock for you. And so that would never work. 
but we've always found ways to, you know, to make that work for our several clients that are on the West Coast. Yeah, we have the same problem and, and it's, it's easily solvable. I always joke, Andre and I came from GameStop where, especially in the, you know, times leading up to Black Friday, they would, we, we could only release at midnight. Mm -hmm. the, the code, right, of, of GameStop.com where we work. We'd have to pull all-nighters. Like, we'd have to be release at midnight and, you know, stay to the next day. And every, uh, you know, of course, once a month I can do that. That's not too much yes. to ask. I can see a client on the West Coast at 8 a.m. or 8 p.m. Yes. Yeah. Chris was in Hawaii earlier this summer for somewhere for his wife's work. He was getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning to have what would be, you know, 9 or 10 o'clock meetings here on the – East Coast, mm -hmm. he just kept the same time. And it's, a, it's, yeah, I get a little bit of paradise, but, you know, I've got to make some sacrifices too. And, and, and so we make sure we do that. Yeah. Now, how often are you meeting with the client? Like, like walk me through the year's engagement, right? I mean, there's the, there's the sort of tactical bookkeeping and the, yes. you mentioned the monthly PL, there's tax planning, but, and I want to go from there to, I, I would love to hear what you're seeing in the industry sort of sort of after that but for now kind of walk me through the the year in engagement yes yeah, so we we also have as part of our service to our clients is two you know we call them the big biannual meetings and it really what we do is we pull them away from the office we have this hour-long meeting uh, we also like to bring in other trusted advisors so whether that be their wealth management uh you know person or you know, sometimes it's their practice management coach. Uh, we've had, you know, the marketing people on there before. And it's just, it's, hey, where are we right now? What are the key, you know, performance indicators that you're really concerned with? Let's touch on those. You know, how are collections? You know, how is the, you know, or how many new patients are you seeing? And how many of those are turning into actual patients? Mm -hmm. And, you know, is, is there a disconnect? What are, what are your issues with staffing? You know, and so we try to be that resource for them. We'll also meet behind the scenes with some of those people. Um, but uh, it, it kind of depends on what the client wants. But we definitely do that in June, July uh, is where our big client meetings are. And then obviously later in the year we go October, November. December tends to be a little bit crazy for everybody. So we, we have some that straggle and, and get into in that month as well. But for the most part, it's June, July, and then we go, you know, October, November, and we're able to really just, you're going to get on there with Chris and you're going to get on there with Luke, who's one other one of our CPAs. And then you're going to get on there with whoever your account manager is, Debbie or Lee, and you, you're just going to have a good discussion. And like I said, if that means your CFP is in there as well, great. If it means your marketing person's in there, it means your practice management consultant's in there. That's great too. It's uh, it's just bringing everybody together to make sure everybody's on the same page to move forward over the next six months and make sure the goals, everybody's on the same page to reach the goals. Now, you've had to see some trends coming out of COVID. And, and I know you mentioned, uh, I think it was on the pre-show, you mentioned the, the uh, hygiene shortage and the labor mm -hmm. shortage. And I feel through the labor shortage, the hygiene shortage, I, I don't know is going to go away for the next five or six, seven years. But what are you seeing as the trends in the offices you you're operating. Yeah, that's that I mean that's a big one is that's one of the top hot topics. Another one is insurance. There is a large trend in dentistry right now to be getting away from insurance and going into fee for service. And so we are we're doing some things, you know, we've we met at All Star Dental Academy. Mm -hmm. So we've we've actually partnered with them 
and doing a webinar series. And the very first one we did was uh, last month was on canceling cancellations. The one that's coming up here at the end of September is on insurance freedom or insurance management. And we're going to really get into those that are, you know, kind of bound by insurance and what that means. And, and if you're okay with that, great. If you're trying to get away from that, it's a scary time. And so, and then the last one we're going to do is case acceptance, which is another big thing. It's okay. I've, I've got all these people coming in and they're doing their hygiene and we're seeing issues. And then we are, you know, we're suggesting to them to do X, Y, and Z. And then they see the cost and it's us trying to figure out how to communicate to them. How do we keep you healthy? You know, right. everything goes in through the mouth. And so if the mouth is healthy, probably a better chance than everything in the rest of the way is, uh, you know, that's, that's a philosophy that I've always heard. And, you know, and so it's, it's getting those docs to be able to take them from that regular hygiene to needing something else and understanding why it's important. Mm -hmm. So I think those are a few things that we see right now, you know, higher prices right now in construction still. So people buying buildings or building new buildings. That's a little bit slower right now, but I think that's coming out of, you know, uh, DSOs is always going to be a big deal, or I shouldn't say always, but right now it's a big deal. Um, the mm -hmm. idea of bringing in associates mm -hmm. and how to make that work the best for you, that's another hot topic that's going on right now. You mentioned DSOs. Do you do a lot of work in the in the space? No, we do not. We've mm -hmm. we have We have had a client go to a DSO and we continue to do their books. And then we've had we've had a one go to a DSO and they separated from us. Uh, but for the most part, we've talked to some different DSOs and we've always have our hands in the knowledge of what's going on. But uh, we don't we don't specifically work with any DSOs yeah. right now. Now, there's papers out there. And if you look at the history of pharmacy, the history of the medical uh, vet certainly has come all very aggressively. Mm -hmm optometry, you know, you reach about an 80% consolidation in, into, you know, the, the private equity markets. I, I've heard everything from 20 to 30% right now. Do you feel, just, does your gut say that you're going to reach that 70 to 80% in five years, seven years, 10 years? It's so. coming, right? You're not going to stop the money. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to hope so. And, uh, you know, I guess time will tell, but, you know, hopefully that's where we'll be, we, where we will be. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine so. Um, we've seen, you know, the other group that has surprised me that's come on very aggressively in private equity is the, the guys who focus on implants, the mm -hmm. implant providers, they have been bought up so quickly this year and uh, that's so aggressive. Yeah. Now, when you look out at the next, you know, 12 months, 16 months, 18 months, like where, where are you guys going at Crossroads? Like, like, are you going to be at any shows? Are you going to be, you know, you mentioned the webinar, you're going to be, what, what's next for you guys? What's out there? Yes. Yes. We have, we have a couple, let's well, we have an event next week up in Michigan. We are yeah, with a spear group that is, hmm. uh, that's one of our clients and they head up a spear study group. And we're going to be presenting at uh, their big yacht club event um, up in Grand Rapids, that Michigan. Sounds fancy. Yeah, it does sound fancy. I'm going to have to get my tuxedo out. Yeah, you are, buddy. My my old Hugh Hefner hat. So, and then uh, we have another event, another webinar with All Star Dental Academy. 
mm-hmm. got an event with Patterson in and a, 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 a mover and a shaker named Doug Fettig that we is a former CPA that we've partnered with. And he's speaking at the Patterson Education Days in Wisconsin Dells. Uh, and that same time, we're doing another event with All Star. We'll be out at the their Portland, Maine event uh, for their next uh, series, Mastery Series. And so those are the big ones left for this month. And we're, you know, we've just scheduled something in January in Kansas City to speak at a study club. You know, so we're always looking for opportunities just to really try to be helpful to dentists. And we feel like that's the best way we can show our value is to show that the different things that we can do uh, and what it means to be a client here and what all that includes is it's not just about us doing your books. We're also going to provide these opportunities where, you know, if cancellations is a huge issue for you, you know, we're going to provide this opportunity for you to listen to this, uh, this podcast, well, this, this webinar and, you know, maybe put that into play in your, in your practice and see what happens. And then it also exposes them to people like the all-star dental Academy and, Mm -hmm. Doug Fettig and, you know, just different, different people that are, that are positive influencers in our, in our industry, in our space. Now, do you ever dream of doing your own event? Uh, yes, we've actually, we've, we've tried to do some different things and we have done some different things. Mm-hmm. Well, probably the biggest one that we did was during COVID was, you know, everybody shut down. Crossroads stayed, stayed, uh, stayed in here. We kept everybody, everybody going. Obviously it was virtual, but it was constant um, Zoom presentations about, you know, what all this means and what you need to be doing. And so not only our clients that they stayed tuned in, we had a lot of other people that utilized that and were very thankful, you know, because a lot of places just, just stopped and Chris and, and crew continued to um, continue to push forward and continue to see what different states were doing, what the, you know, the U S government was doing and how that impacted everybody. And, and how the the dentists and docs could stay, you know, on top of the game. So we're going to continue to grow here. We've hired two new people in the last month and we're, it's exciting times for us. And we are just looking to, you know, to continue to serve people, but make sure we have the infrastructure so that we can serve them the way that we want to serve them. Jason, very well said that uh, that's a good place to wrap up today. Yeah, that's great. Well, I appreciate this time. Yeah, next time you have an event, you need to uh, you need to call us. We'll come uh, we'll come bring our cheerleaders and, and have a good time. That sounds great. Well, <laughs> I look forward to seeing you again at you know whether it be an all star event or something else. But uh, I enjoyed getting to know you and have enjoyed these. Uh, I enjoyed the opportunity just to to talk and a little bit about the dental space, a little bit about some other stuff too. So all the best to you. Yeah, you too, Jason. Thank you. All right, thank you.